Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol. As the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority signaled they will allow states to ban abortion much earlier. Florida Democrats say they won't sit idly by. We are going to fight like hell to make sure we protect this right to privacy, we protect this right of reproductive health, and we make sure that this debate finally ends here in the state of Florida. Lawmakers tackle the affordable housing crisis, noting the crisis appears to always be ever-present. Affordable housing is a crisis, and now in year 12, affordable housing is a crisis. At what point do we reach equilibrium with either people providing enough product or people not moving here? And Florida's Surgeon General pledged his commitment to addressing the AIDS crisis while speaking at an event on World AIDS Day. I'm super committed to this. It's like it's we, our rates in Florida are actually higher than the national average. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. The following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Everyone loves a win-win, and if you're a fan of sports betting, you can win-win too. Billions of dollars for education, legal sports betting for you. We're Florida education champions and our petition brings competition and choice to legal sports betting in Florida and gives all the tax revenue to public education. That's a win for you and our kids. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, December 2nd. Today is Special Education Day. It's also National Mutt Day, which celebrates mixed-breed dogs. On this day in 1961, on a national radio broadcast in Cuba, Fidel Castro declared that he was a Marxist-Leninist and that Cuba was to adopt communism. In 1971, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency proposed by President Richard Nixon to protect human health and safeguard the natural environment, air, water, and land began operation. And in 1982, Barney Clark became the first person to receive a permanent artificial heart. The surgery occurred at the University of Utah Medical Center. Clark lived for 112 days after the transplant. Abortion rights advocates are on edge this week as the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority signaled Wednesday that they would allow states to ban abortion much earlier in pregnancy and may even overturn the nationwide right that has existed for nearly 50 years. I joined my fellow colleagues as we are pushing legislation to make sure that a woman's right to choose is a constitutional right of privacy that will be protected here in the state of Florida. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, Florida's only statewide elected Democrat and a gubernatorial contender, has joined forces with two Democratic lawmakers on Wednesday to propose legislation to fortify existing abortion rights. Here's Senator Lori Berman. The law unequivocally states that each person has the right to choose or refuse contraception or sterilization to choose to carry a pregnancy to term. Berman and Representative Ben Diamond are proposing House Bill 709 and Senate Bill 1036, or what they call Reproductive Health Care Protections Act. 
which would bar an individual or government from restricting a woman's access to abortion. The proposal's chances are slim considering Republicans are in control of both chambers and are in favor of increasing restrictions or banning the procedure altogether. As hundreds demonstrate outside the U.S. Supreme Court, both for and against abortion, the fate of the court's historic 1973 Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion throughout the country won't be known until around next June. But according to the Associated Press, all six conservative justices, including three appointed by former President Trump, indicated they would uphold a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Another healthcare topic heard at Florida's Capitol on Wednesday was about heart screenings for student athletes. Advocates are calling on the legislature to mandate EKG screenings with a debate on whether parents should be allowed to opt out. Sean Sima, whose daughter survived a cardiac arrest, spoke passionately to lawmakers. And if you think sudden cardiac arrest is rare, go talk in the lunchroom. So... Orange County just made this required to screen a kid with an EKG one May. And I just updated this on Monday. But some lawmakers hedged on issues surrounding liability, equity, and cost, which were highlighted in a state study. Here is Republican Representative Stan McLean. If we're going to do this, we're required to make sure that we implement good public policy. Cost is not the only consideration here. It is about public policy. It's about making good public policy so that it, it can be implemented across the state of Florida in a manner that is um, equitable to every student. Evan Ernst with the nonprofit Who We Play For helps subsidize costs of the EKG equipment, but the process has not received the support of groups like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Heart Association. Like in Italy, it's been delivered every year since the 80s, led by a man on our medical advisory team, Dr. Antonio Policia. They've reduced cardiac death by 90% in student-athletes. It's the culture. Every kid gets it. Representatives said a coordinated approach coupled with financial support could help expand services statewide. Did you know that housing is considered affordable if it costs less than 30% of a household's income? Probably not, since nearly 900,000 Floridians are paying more than half of their income on housing. That's one of the problems fueling the Sunshine State's growing affordable housing crisis. However, Republican Senator Jason Brodeur says he's been hearing a lot about the ominous crisis for over a decade. Affordable housing is a crisis, and now in year 12, affordable housing is a crisis. At what point do we reach equilibrium with either people providing enough product or people not moving here? Experts like Dr. Edward Murray, Associate Director of the Florida International University Metropolitan Center, testified before the Senate Community Affairs Committee that the state is losing nearly 10,000 affordable housing units each year. We have to make it a priority at, at the local level, and I'm not seeing that. I am not seeing that. William O'Dell, director of UF Schimberg Center for Housing Studies, says the state will just have to fork up more cash. You're going to have to spend more money on this issue to begin to, to solve it throughout the state of Florida. Last year, lawmakers committed $200 million towards affordable housing, which is more than in previous years, but about half of what would be considered full funding. Lawmakers came up short of coming up 
with a legislative solution, but we'll have the 60-day legislative session starting in January to figure something out. There is bipartisanship around the issue of medical cannabis. Democratic Representative Andrew Learned and Republican Spencer Roach introduced House Bill 679. It could make it a lot harder for Floridians to get their hands on the Delta-8 THC products. There are new restrictions on Delta-8 and other synthetic mar medical marijuana products that exploit loopholes in the law to sell mind-altering products to children in ways that are totally unregulated. The bill also expands the use of telehealth in medical marijuana. It restricts medical marijuana advertising practices, expands cannabis patients' registration cards to last two years instead of one, and restricts medical marijuana companies from sitting on an inactive license then flipping it for profit, among other things. Republican Senator Joe Gruters and Democrat Chevron Jones are expected to file similar legislations in the coming days for their chamber. Here's your calendar of events. Happening at 9 today, the Senate Agriculture Committee will discuss supply chain challenges for the agriculture industry. The Senate Governmental Oversight and Accountability Committee will receive a presentation from economist Amy Baker about high deductible plans offered in the state employee health insurance program. The Senate Health Policy Committee will take up Senate Bill 516 by Democratic Senator Daryl Roussan that would prevent for-profit eye banks from purchasing eyes or eye tissue for live cell corneal transplantation. The House Post-Secondary Education and Lifelong Learning Subcommittee will receive presentations about issues including higher education affordability. The House Regulatory Reform Subcommittee will take up House Bill 6031 filed by Republican Representative Chip Lamarca that would repeal limits on the sizes of individual wine containers. The House Congressional Redistricting Subcommittee will hold a workshop on congressional redistricting plans. That's at 1. And the Joint Legislative Auditing Committee will receive a presentation from the Auditor General about an audit of the Florida Birth-Related Neurological Injury Compensation Association. That's a two. The Florida Department of Health held an event in Tallahassee Wednesday to recognize the lives lost to AIDS and provide the community with educational resources. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Latipo said about 117,000 Floridians are HIV positive and the disease disproportionately impacts people of color. I'm super committed to this. It's like it's we, our rates in Florida are actually higher than the national average. Um, they're, they're substantially higher than the national average. We've made progress. So the most recently, the trend has been downward in terms of our new case rate. Ladapo says one of his priorities is to increase access to preventative HIV treatments like pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP and getting more people tested. Florida has the third highest HIV infection rate in the nation. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.